listen to our list It's our top five picks It's objectively subjective So listen along Our lists are never wrong It's not subjectively objective It's objectively subjective Objectively subjective that's right. Welcome to Objectively Subjective, a podcast where we objectively give you our subjective top 10 list on ten? many 10 uh, list on many different topics, some current, some relevant, and others just because. And I am one of your hosts, Blake Allen, and who am I with? You are with Paul the Kidney Stone Kid Jansen. And this week's topic is top 10 animated theme songs and for those who don't know i i am actually paul jansen and that i am actually i am actually blake the kidney stone kid allen so there you go but you know trying to keep it fresh and uh clever and witty and dad fun so Mm -hmm. uh but anyway yeah so back to if the the subtle difference in the uh opening uh this will be our first ever two-parter uh, because it is a top ten, so uh, that that is uh, th- the subtle change that you uh, heard in the opening, and the reason for that is uh, the topic that we're doing. So um, the topic we are doing is top ten animated theme songs, and for the simple reason of why it's ten is because we both got our heads together and realized we could think of about a hundred that we wanted to list. And we realized that top 50 probably isn't doable, so let's go ahead and just do it the top 10. Yeah, we don't want five, a five. Well, no, that'd be a 10-parter. That would be a 10-parter. That'd, uh, that'd be like if we had a Patreon and people wanted to hear all the extra stuff. Um, yeah. The, this list, man, and uh, we'll go more into depth with it, uh, I struggled to narrow this down. I could have easily, yeah, easily done a top 20 with honorable mentions. But... Uh, uh, Blake had to talk me down from the ledge to 10. So uh, I got overzealous with this one. So uh, we're going to go over a few parameters and uh, uh, rules to this list because you got to have some order. Mm. So the first main rule we had was uh, no anime intros. And by anime, I mean traditional anime. There may be some exceptions. Uh, to this rule that we have discussed, and if they make either one of our list, we'll talk about it. Um, but there are only like two or three exclusions or that exceptions that we made, and we discussed this previously, and we'll talk about them as we get to them. But that you know that excludes all the shonen stuff, like Dragon Ball Z, all that stuff, just because all those shows have you know ten different intros, so it, it's not super fair uh, to include those in those this list. I will um, probably have a guest host on here at some point to do top five anime theme songs because I think Blake only knows five anime theme songs. <laughs> so Possibly. I wouldn't be able to do an honorable mention. Yeah. So I think it might be safer for me to bring on a weeb on here with me to do those because I could easily do a top ten of that list uh, because I lo- watch a lot of anime. But that might be something down the road. But for now, we excluded those because... It didn't seem fair, and like I said, it would make the list even harder for me anyway, mm-hmm. because then I'm... And a lot of those, you know, they're not traditional songs 
for TV shows like a lot of the ones that we probably selected are. They're usually just popular Japanese songs or bands that are already popular that are you know paid to make a song for their shows. So it, it just it, it, I felt like it convoluted the list. I wanted to go more traditional, um, but that does not exclude adult animation. Adult animation counts. So you know all the Fox Sunday Night stuff and so on, and in the Adult Swim, all that stuff counts. So, so this will be a mixture of Saturday morning cartoons, afternoon cartoons, and adult cartoons. I'm assuming our list will be filled with all and any of the above. Every decade is is eligible, and I'm gonna tell you like this: mine is all over the decades. I don't know about yours. So, uh, mine. Eh. I, I, I stay in a reasonable area. I think I st- when I say all over the decades, I mean. In my timeline that I've been alive, I don't think I have yeah. any pre pre eighties. I don't think I have anything pre eighties, uh, which you know, sorry Scooby Doo and stuff like that. But uh, a lot of those shows just don't resonate with me. Like I liked them when I was little, and they didn't stick with me. The, a lot of these shows that I picked resonate with me, and not only as a show, but the songs I can just sing them top to bottom. Yeah. So. Um, Same zeus. But uh, yeah, this is a a topic that we've talked about doing forever and once the reality of music came upon uh, uh, a capability this was the first one we thought of but as y'all heard in last week's episode we uh were like no we gotta push this back until we're fully ready to do everything we want um and also for those who listened to last week's episode you notice i had a few uh audio snafus at the end with the music i think we've got it ironed out and by we, I mean I've got it ironed out uh, because <laughs> I love Blake. But if we're relying on him, we're not getting any music. So <laughs> exactly, that's not a fault on him. Technology is a, a, a monster, and uh, we are we had some technical difficulties before we even got started with this. And hopefully, they don't rear its ugly head in the middle of this podcast because I might flip a table. Because I want this one to be I want this one to be perfect because I haven't. This is the one I've been most excited about. So. I love music. Same. I love cartoons, and as Blake knows, over the years, I love cartoon theme songs. So, um, so how do you want to do this one, man? Like we could, uh, well, do you want to start this week and I start next week, or do you want me to start this week and you start next week? That's the exact same thing I just said, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can, I can start this one. You want to start this one? Okay, yeah. so hold on, let me get everything ready. I want to be ready to go. Um, so we're gonna, so this. So, oh yeah, for so for those who don't or weren't listening or aren't paying attention, this week, part one, we're just going to do our 10 through 6. So you will not be getting our top five until next week's episode. So bear with us. And, oh, also, I want to mention, too, before we get into the list, me and Blake do have a side bet. Uh, yep. so, so we've listed, I've listed, written down 10 animated tv shows that i think will be in blake's list and blake has done the same thing for me and the person who gets the most right has to buy the other one a monster so now we got to be completely honest too. oh yeah i've got mine written down uh I, I can even show steph and she'll uh, vouch that uh nothing's been scribbled or anything currently everything looks clean so yeah. and i look i'll pay up man it doesn't it, it, it to me it's all good fun and honestly outside of like two maybe three of these i'm not super confident so <laughs> well i mean as, as i mentioned earlier i'm blake the kidney stone kid allen i will cheat for monsters so <laughs> <laughs> see how this goes. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, don't I don't be surprised if I get all ten correct in the same order. Oh, that's weird. You're like, <laughs> damn, you're good. I wouldn't be surprised because as much as I talk about some of these theme songs, that if you that you do beat me because I talk about the stuff so much. Like I said, I had I I think I'm confident with two. I uh, two I know I think will be on your list, and then the rest I of them. Like, I feel like once I start talking about them, you're gonna know. At least my top five. So right, but by the, it won't matter by then. I have my list already made, so I'll just go. I'll be just mad at myself that I got them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that we got that little fun side bet going on. So we'll let you all guys. We will unveil that on next week's episode once we get past our number ones. Who is the winner and uh, uh, the proud future owner of kidney stones? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so okay back to what we were doing all right so let me get everything appropriately ready i'm gonna type okay. i'm gonna get this clicky to here i'm gonna get this clicky to here and let me get this oh let me get old boy back in the room because he decided he didn't want to be with us no more and then let me get this ready here and i want to do this all right do you want to? So, do you want to give me a hint first, so that maybe we don't give it away? Because I'll probably be able to guess it off the hint. Or do you just want to go ahead and tell me what it is, and I type. It's up to you. Are you there? Blake. Blake. Did you lose your internet? Uh no, just disconnected for a minute. Oh no worries. We're back and we're back. We're still good. Yeah, we're back. We're still good. <laughs> I got a little nervous first. I guess at least we're only ten minutes in. If I have to dump, <laughs> yeah. I could always I could always pause it and, and and cut it up. So that's not the worst. It's not the. It won't be the uh, worst thing. You'll just have to do some little playful editing. All right. So did you hear yeah. what I said though? Uh yeah yeah you said did you want me to give you a hint? Do you want to give it? Is that how you right. want to do it? Or, yeah, or do you just want to tell me what it is so that way we don't? Maybe I can just play, uh, play the music and unveil it. Let me, let me think of a hint. Okay. Okay. Let's see if I can. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me hold. On, let me look to my list. It might be the only show. Well, no. Okay, I'll just give you a hint. Um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of. I can't think of any hint. If I don't it, think you it, like the show or watch it. Okay, if, just tell me what it is. <laughs> it's re- it's recess. Oh, I would have never gotten it. I would have never. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Because, like you said, I never watched this show. So, uh, let me find it real quick, and I think I've got it already. Boom! So let me get this pulled up. Gonna Kai, 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 and then we're gonna go over to Homeboy here, and I think we're good to go. So this is Blake's number ten. Number ten. Gross sounds. <laughs> I love all the sound effects without any visuals. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
There we go. Go ahead. My there friend. we go. All right. That show is recess. You said you did not watch it, right? No, I, I, my cousin watched it a little bit, man, but it was, uh, I don't know. I just never got into it. Uh, I was huge into it. Um, uh, you know, if you've never watched the show, all it is is about this group of kids and the shenanigans they get in during recess. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the title of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the song is composed by Dennis Hannigan. Hannigan. I don't, Hannigan. I don't know if, you know, I don't know if he's like a regular Disney composer or what, but. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't have his name written down anywhere, so. Okay. Um, the reason it's on my list is it just, I don't know, it's, it reminds me of every morning before school, my mom would take me to my grandpa's and he would take me to school. So like just it triggers like a smell for some reason, like kerosene. Kerosene? Like kerosene. Cause you know, my grandpa lived in an old house and that's what they use kerosene heaters. Yeah, so yeah. I would go to his house, I would watch this and I would watch, um, Buzz Lightyear. Star oh, Command. I loved Buzz Lightyear, Star Command. Every morning before school. So it just, you know, holds a special place in my heart. And I, and I love the show. The show is still good. Atlas just watched it not too long ago. I should probably I love che- the movies. I should probably check it out now uh, that I'm a little older. I just, it's not, like I said, I've only seen a handful of episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I loved it. Like, oh, my only memory of, like, of dealing with it was when, um, like I said, it, I was a little older when I was out, but my cousin was a year younger than me or a year yeah. or two younger than me. And uh, he was a fan of it, but I remember it was on ABC uh, Saturday mornings, and yeah. uh, it came on. It was one of the later shows, and so usually by then we were like either wrapping up what we were doing inside and going outside to play, or uh, so I was just kind of like antsy usually, and that's probably more or less because I think right before this was bumping the night, and like I loved bumping the night, and once bumping the night was over, I was like, all right, I'm out. So well, you know that this came on, and then like uh, Pepper Ann, Pepper came Ann, on right Pepper after, Ann. I believe. I loved one Saturday morning. Oh yeah, the ABC Saturday mornings were, were yeah. good, man. I, uh, eventually, you know, uh, WB and Fox Kids put kind of put them out, but this mm-hmm. was later their later run. This was kind of their last run, right? Because they had this and Doug Pepper so. Ann. What was the one show they had? It was like stick figures. They looked like stick figures. Oh, what was that? Was show? it stick? Was it stick stickly? No, it was like um, man, it was like they had like two little hosts. And they hosted a show. I don't remember what it is, man. There's so many random cars, cartoons from that era that didn't last more than like a season or two. But that oh, yeah. one, that one was on there too, and I, I, that one I could not get into. And like Pepper Ann was cool and all, and had a neat theme song. But it was just like at the point at that point, it was just another Doug. And I was yeah. just like, and I already watched all of Doug. I was like, well, I don't want to see Doug again. So, but it was basically Doug for a younger generation, which works. So, and with, with a female lead, so. Yeah. Nothing, which is nothing wrong with it. It was just like I said, you know, at some point when you're a kid, you don't want to see a carbon copy of something or you already seen that. that leave that one for the younger kids. My sister mm-hmm. liked it. So I, I liked it. Okay, I didn't love it, but yeah, yeah. Like I, just I watched it because I was there. I think I kind of aged out of it at that point. So I was just like, it, it, it didn't land for me. It's another one of those shows I probably appreciate more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know what? I just realized one I should have put on my list for you, and it's too late now that I think is going to be on your list. I'm going to beat myself up over it later if it is. Oh, well. Can't I'm, change it. I can't. And I can tell you right now, uh, I've already whiffed on this one. This one is – I did not put this on this for you. So, well. Not off to a good start. <laughs> not off to a good start. So, well. Um, so, yeah. Number 10, Recess. Do, I do, love the show. What's, do, you, do you have what years it ran, or do you know what years it was on? Like when it was actually uh, not – before it was syndicated? 
if I'm going to take a wild guess, because I totally didn't put that. Um, I'd have to think like 97. Like 90, I would say 97, 98. Right. I think so, too. I think that sounds about yeah. right, because I've been like I wanna, 11 I or 12. Say, yeah, I want to say I was... Um, You're a couple years younger than me, so you'd be like 9 yeah. or 10, maybe? Uh, no, like I, was now, like, yeah, I, was, I was in middle school. Well, you yeah, you would have been watching it in syndicated if you saw it on weekdays yeah. because it well, originally. No, I, wa- I watched it on one Saturday morning. Okay. Yeah, you, and you then I watched middle- it. So you'd have been twelve. I'd have been. There's no way I'd. It had to air before that because I didn't go to Florida after that. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> it's. I it, want to say ninety seven, ninety eight. We. It's just weird if we had the internet to look it up, but I guess we don't. So. I mean, I do, but I'm lazy. It's your <laughs> yeah, show. I'm, it's your show, damn it. <laughs> it's my show, dude. It's my show, dude. <laughs> Uh, uh, so your number ten once again. My number ten is recess. Right on. And it came, and it came out in ninety seven. It did. You looked it up. Yeah. Ninety seven. Okay, so I'd have been twelve. So I was right. Eleven or twelve. Okay, cool. Yeah. That makes sense. So, um, that makes absolute sense because I was in elementary school watching one Saturday morning. Right. God. Time. Dude, we're getting old. Time, man. Time. Time. You'd have been ten. Time you'd been what? Time. You'd have been ten, right? Ten. God, feels like eons ago, right? Dude, yeah, barely had any hair on my chin. Barely, barely. Um. Okay, so once again, Blake's number ten. Recess. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to my number ten, and I hope I hope you guys are prepared for some bangers, my friends. Some songs that are just gonna slap. So right. this one is gonna slap right across the face as hard as you can. I I I brought the heat. I brought the heat. I'm going to go ahead and look at my list and you know start checking things off because I'm going to get all 10 right. <laughs> this one's going to be my number 10. So, uh, all right. Uh, all right. My number 10 is this banger. So here we go. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Right here. Yeah. Bring it back. These sound effects. Right? So just, just clips from the show, man. Just clips from the show. Shit it up! Yeah. All right. <laughs> so my number 10 is the intro to Goof Troop. Uh, I love this song, and I have never not loved this song. Um, and I love the show, so that helps too. So uh, let me give you a little... Uh, production background on the show first so uh the goof, uh, goof troop uh ran for 78 episodes syndicated in 1992 literally monday it was a part of the disney afternoon so it was monday through friday they all aired within like a three month span 78 episodes boom 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 they just spit them out and then they ran into syndication after that um so this song was composed by randy peterson kevin quinn and robert irving and is performed by Phil Perry, who is a who was an R and B singer who is a member of a soul group called the Montclairs. So uh, 
Peterson and uh, Quinn were a uh, composing tandem for a lot of the Disney afternoon stuff. Um, they either wrote themes or had a lot to do with a lot of uh, the Disney shows, like the Hercules animated show, Bonkers, and stuff like that. Um, and he, uh, they also had a lot to do with the uh, High School Musical. So uh, uh, this guy, these guys wrote a lot of the songs that Vic loves. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, Quinn did another uh, famous uh, 80s cartoon song uh, called Muppet Babies. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mostly, though, Kevin Quinn did a lot of TV movies after this. So, uh, what I love about this song. So, I have a ton of memories of this song. I've watched this entire series numerous times. It was literally the first show I watched when Disney Plus came out that was, you know, after we watched The Mandalorian. Uh, It used to come, so a lady used to keep us when I was a kid um, and take us to school in the morning. So, my uh, dad would drop me off at this lady's house and it'd be early five, five thirty in the morning. And this show was syndicated for a couple of those years. This one, uh, gargoyles, VR troopers would all come on in the morning and Aladdin, the animated TV show. And those are the four I remember the most. And, I, uh, I watched this show religiously. Um, and, uh, been a big goofy fan most of my life. I love the goofy movie, but like I said, this song just like, it, like you, man, it reminds me of, cheesy grits and early mornings with my sister and two other kids like every morning uh down in like they had this little ba- like furnished basement and we had a tv down there for us early in the morning because me and my sister would get there so early and yeah. just laying there on this like futon or like this little cow i think it was like a love seat actually just laying on this love seat in this tiny little analog like it was like 20 inch tv watching uh goof troop on uh like at five thirty in the morning, Monday through Friday, man. I, uh, like I said, it's just nostalgia. I love the show too, so that helps too. But I, the song is just so much fun, man. It is. It is. It's it, a good song. It's super nineties, and it's very, very super early nineties. It's very uh, stuck in its time period, but man. But if you're from that era, it it is nostalgia heavy. It just it's fun. It's just a good happy theme song, even though uh, Bob and Henry hated on it, but the. Well, yeah, they hate on everything, so it is what it well, is. Yeah, they probably would hate on half the songs I picked, but who cares? Because I well, love it. Well, they say they can like your anime one whenever you do that one. There you go, weeps. Uh, <laughs> so, do you have any history with Goof Troop? I don't have any history. I did watch it. I did like it. The song is a banger. So, it is a banger. Every Goofy song is a banger, dude. All the songs from the Goofy movie, mm-hmm. all the Powerline songs, so good. So good. So good. But uh, I don't have a whole lot to add to this other than, like I said, I, I, I grew up loving this show. And honestly, you know, it, I think it only ever got one true release on DVD, and then it's out of print now, so I don't even think you can buy it. So that's why I'm really glad. Just like Bonkers and a lot of those uh, Disney afternoon yeah. shows. At, like there's, you know, obviously the bigger ones, the early ones like DuckTales, uh, Rescue Rangers, all that stuff. Darkwing, I think they all got official. And even Gargoyles got official release. You can still buy, but um, for some reason uh, this one was like a redheaded stepchild. I mean, honestly, they obviously they spit all seventy eight episodes out in three months span. So, um, I, I think. Now, it, I think so, it, go so ahead. where did we? Where did? Where did I watch it? I feel like I watched it on Toon Disney. 
Oh, it was definitely on Toon Disney. It was on Toon Disney yeah. on, oh, after it got syndicated. Um, yeah, that's that's got to be where I watched it. But it was it was a syndicated package, so basically, like whatever your whatever local network. Okay, so for those who don't know what syndication is, I'll explain it a little bit. So, uh, especially you have a lot of these like third party companies like Bobot and stuff like that who will make these giant these cartoons of uh, usually a sixty five episode package is usually what is traditional, and then because they're not. And at the time, you know, when Disney Afternoon was around, Disney Channel was a pay channel. It wasn't like it was where everything it is now, especially in 92. So even Disney would create these cartoon packages like they had Disney Afternoon, and they would sell them to uh, Waste Syndication Workers. You sell them to local TV stations. They'd pay a certain amount of money for all these episodes, and they just own the rights to air them as often as they want in syndication. And that's what this was in our area Fox is what had them syndicated when on the initial run. And then obviously Toon Disney came a little later. I think Toon Disney was like what late nineties. So this show would have been yeah, o- something th- like that. This show would have been over for four or five years. So by that time it happened, so it probably was out of regular cable or uh, local TV syndication. But that goes for you know, sitcoms and everything else too, which is why you'll see like Seinfeld on Fox now instead of NBC where it originally aired. Because now it's yeah. be- it's being sold for syndication. So that's how syndication loosely works for those who don't know. I know some people probably already know that, but if you don't, that's what I mean when I say syndication. So these, a lot of these shows on my list, uh, are were syndicated. So, but I do have a handful that are uh, network exclusives. But this one was pre Disney Plus and pre Disney owning every, uh, keeping everything they own to their chest. This was back when they had to market their stuff. So, because not everybody had the Disney Channel. This was like right, right when the, uh, uh, the you know the Disney the '90s Disney Renaissance was just getting started, you know, because Little Mermaid was only three years before this. So, but that's my little bit on syndication. Like I said, I, and I've rewatched it numerous times now. I, I would love for them. They've got no reason not to sell these box sets now that they've fully brought them back on the Disney Plus. They could make a little extra money because I'd buy it. I'd buy a box set of this. I'd buy a box set of Bonkers. You know. Exactly, because I mean the uh, and they they're not expensive. The Nickelodeon box sets were cheap, like twenty so bucks. Why, yeah, yeah. I don't see why they couldn't do it. Yeah, because just a little syndicate, especially now the technology you can shove everything on like two discs. And, and and you know if they can keep releasing, you know, like Lion King or Aladdin. Yeah, then, re- why, then why not? <laughs> yeah, why not give us things that we actually want? So, uh, or that we don't already have ten copies of. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so you know, maybe you know, hopefully after everything clears up, they'll start seeing that. Obviously, the whole goal right now is to have more people purchase Disney Plus. But once they get more original content on there and people want it because of the original content, maybe they'll start thinking about uh, pressing these or at least try to do a Kickstarter. We've talked about this before. Big companies should do Kickstarters too, just to see if gauge interest. So, <laughs> you want to say? Oh, you must say Kickstarter. <laughs> did I? Oh, dude, I I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Uh, that is a uh, that's a completely different type of uh, crowdfunding. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Oh uh, yeah, Dick started. It's notoriously Blake's favorite uh, yeah. source crowdfunding source. <laughs> so uh, let me get this bot back in here. Keeps leaving. I gotta find get a way to make. In here. I gotta find a way to make him not leave every five minutes. He's, he gets antsy, man. He just wants to get the well, hell out of here. Well, we started talking about Dick starters. <laughs> We're talking about that. Get, that Dick starter will get you. All right. <laughs> so once again, my number ten is Goof Troop. So, uh, anyway, so we're on to Blake's number nine. My number nine. Okay, let me see if I can I give you a hand on this. It is, it's it was a cartoon cartoon, 
Okay. It's a, it's a little, Cartoon Network. A little, little red-headed kid. Okay. Who was a scientist. Okay, got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. That one was you easy. Got it? That one was easy. That one was easy. <laughs> do you want the short version or the long version? Let's do the short version. Okay. Hopefully this is right because I haven't pre-screened this. <laughs> but this this looks right. So we're going to go boom. And here we go. This is Blake's number nine, hopefully. This is a good one. Dexter's Lab. Whoa. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Cartoon Network's got to get their jam in there at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like an older one, though, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably been all... Uh, it's, let me see if this was an official... Yeah, it's a Cartoon Network release, but it was from 2016, wasn't it, when they had that... When they oh, put this okay. video up. Yeah, I'm used to all the you know new ones. But, um, yeah, anyways, Dexter's Lab. Um, uh, the show came out in 1995. It ran for four seasons some reason it felt like longer i guess because i watched a rerun for 20 years <laughs> well they showed and for a while they showed new episodes every friday because yeah. they are cartoon cartoon fridays so that's why it stretched out a little longer i think um composers are thomas chase and steve rooker and i just i feel like they're gonna get mentioned again from somebody else in the podcast i don't know maybe maybe not um but the reason I like this song so much is it almost sounds like Batman. Oh yeah, it does. Do you like the the Batman animated series? It, I could definitely yeah, hear that. Like, I could definitely hear that. That orchestral part. Yeah. But, da, but, uh, da, da. Like it's, and I and I didn't notice that till just now. So that's not my note. You learn something new every day. You learn something new every day. I'm like holy crap, that sounds like Batman. But um, I love the show too. It's funny. It's still funny. Um, it's one that Atlas watched when he was younger. So I'm thinking when HBO Max drops all this gold, we're gonna do a run Dude, through. Wednesday comes. Well, uh, when this when this episode drops, HBO Max will also be dropping. So oh man, that's not good for business. Or maybe for them, for them for right? Them. Yeah, because yeah. people are gonna be listening to us. They're not gonna have time yeah. for HBO Max. God, what is um, this? <laughs> <laughs> did did you uh, did you like that Yeah, it was one of those shows I got into later. Um, I think initially when it had come on, I loved Cartoon Cartoon Fridays, but mm. I, its time slot was at the very end. And so um, it, it, the shows before it, I preferred more. Uh, Johnny Bravo, uh, Powerpuff Girls. Um, and eventually, I think it got moved up once other shows came out, like Ed and Eddie, Courage Cowardly Dog, Samurai Jack, that whole run. Uh, yeah. But once I, when I got a little older and my humor got a little more in that vein i appreciated it more i i have it's it's good he's like he's like a little george costanza but he's smart yeah (laughs) and for some reason inexplicably german uh and then uh and uh, and basically sounds like ren so yeah (laughs) is it the same it's not no it's not the same no because billy west is is ren it's it's a a woman that does her uh, dexter's lab dexter's voice and i 
apologize. I don't know who it is off the top of my head. It's one of the female voice actors, and I'm not sure who it is off the top of my head. She does a lot of other stuff. I can't remember what it, who it is. Okay. Um, um, the the reason another reason Dexter's Labs on my list is because it's another thing to where it reminds me of nighttime at my grandma's house with my cousins because our moms would you know go out for you know night on night on the town night in the town for mom things leave, yeah doing mom things and leave us with our grandma and we'd watch cartoon cartoon friday doing grandma things yeah, yeah doing grandma things letting us watch cartoons eating cereal in bed at nighttime yeah yeah whatever good times doing grandma things doing good grandma times. things this is your mom's mom yeah. right it's my mom's mom yeah man the same and you know my grandpa mentioned earlier it's the same house. Okay, cool deal. Cool deal. Yeah. Party time. And that was, oh, Star, is that Star Iva? No, that's, you know, straight Anderson. Straight A, straight a Vegas. Yeah, straight A Vegas. So the uh, uh, Electric City. A down, down. The Electric City. Yeah. The the home of America. The home of America's first electric fountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a fact, guys. <laughs> Look it up. We out here. That's why they're called the Electric Cities, because they, yeah. they had an electric fountain. <laughs> Scranton is not the real electric city. Anderson is. Right, exactly. They need to get it right, man. They they don't know. People don't know, man. Um now the end theme though of the of Dexter's is the one with the vocals. Which is also a banger. How what how does that go? Um he, get, you know, get, he's talking, he goes, In Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, 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 yeah. They play yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. What, what was it again? Uh, you broke up. Do it again. It's in Dexter's laboratory. Yeah, your mic cut out completely. Do it one more time. You want me to do it again, don't you? I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> they, I'm gullible. They heard you not, both times. <laughs> but not three times. Almost. Almost. <laughs> oh, it was too good. I love it. Uh, so yeah, my number nine is Dexter's Lab. <laughs> Great show. Uh... Can't uh, wait for it to be on HBO Max. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter's Lab. <laughs> oh, you got me. Uh, shit. Shit. Uh, uh, good times. So, Blake's number nine was Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter's Laboratory. And Unk uh, loves this show, so. This is for you, Unk. There you go. Unk. Uh, he goes, man, Unk ain't listening to this. He ain't got no minutes. He said that dad. Me. All right. All right. So now we're on to uh, my number nine. So let me get everything going here. All right. Let me pull my list out and start checking things off. We'll check things off. All right. So (laughs) here we go. My number nine is uh, another classic from my childhood. So here we go. Okay. Gotta get up. Get going, I'm gonna see a friend of mine. He's round and he's fuzzy, I love him because he's just Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear. Chasing some Yeah, yeah, you know it. You know it. I know it. Climb in a honey tree. Oh, that's what the, the heffalumps are coming in on the image, on the video. There's nobody home. It's nice to be able to count on a friend. Like Pooh Bear, we need a Pooh. makes me so goddamn happy. Sorry for the GD, but I'm just so. I love this song. Pooh Bear, we need a Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear, we need a Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear, we need a Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear, we need a
the G and E with Pooh Bear. Though. I know, right? <laughs> Oh god, this makes me so happy. I cannot tell you, man. Okay, <laughs> my number nine is the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, not the mini adventures, which is the '70s Disney film, which is just a combination of three shorts. But this one is called the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, uh, I'll give you a little background detail of the song and stuff before I go into personal accounts. So, uh, the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh ran from 1988 to 1991, uh, and then it repeated on syndication on the uh, one Saturday mornings later on. It was one of the early shows, like in the morning. Um, it was composed by Tom Sharp or Thom Sharp. Thom. Thom Sharp. Thomas. Uh, <laughs> uh, the song is called He's Pooh Bear. And it is sung by Steve Wood. Now, I tried to look up Steve Wood because he sounds like a guy that you'd hear on every intro ever in the 80s, right? And yeah. I, I couldn't find anything else he did, like, at all. And Steve Nelson, I think, also had something to do with this song, if I remember correctly. But And Steve Nelson did Sesame Street stuff and a bunch of other stuff. And, uh, well, I was thinking Steve Nelson was uh, the guy from Coach. That's Craig Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Oh, okay. He's also Mr. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, that's him. Uh, but he uh, – and then uh, – Tom Sharp did a like a bunch of work on Disney cartoons, a lot of the Disney afternoon stuff. A lot of uh, I don't think he wrote many more intros. I think he did, but he did a lot of composing for episodes and so on and so forth. Just if you probably heard or watched a Disney Saturday morning cartoon, you probably heard something he was a part of. Um, so let me get into this. Number one, the song. I love this song. It is. It is. It is. I mean, it. It. it it's kitty. It's childish. But it's fun. It is well written and well orchestrated. Uh, I think the song is timeless. I don't think it feels as '80s or '90s as some of the other ones that might be on my list that might feel a little more of their era. I do feel like this is just a fun kid song. I think it's a one that if you released a show now that another Winnie the Pooh show now that you could just play the song. Yeah. Uh, it, it like I said, this show. I love this show so much. I've loved Winnie the Pooh since I was a kid. Um, now that I've got my kids into it a little bit, especially Penny, uh, it kind of brings me, it just reminds me of every summer being with my cousins and being at my grandma's, especially at my grandma's house. I watched Winnie the Pooh religiously at my grandma's house, uh, especially the live action creepy one that of where Jim Cummings got his start. No, that was Dumbo Circus where he got his start. But, yeah. uh, uh, but I loved this show and the animation for it to be a, a basically a late eighties cartoon show. If you pre an animation lover and you appreciate really quality tv animation it is so good and so well done and um this is kind of when uh jim cummings started taking over for Pooh and uh tigger and so like this is when those characters voices really started to come in their own and uh it's so good man like all the character development like uh the like with gopher and everything i just love this show it makes me feel like a kid and it makes me happy and it makes me smile and also optimus prime is eeyore so it sounds like it almost makes you cry it does it honestly we okay so when disney plus got added and we watched the we watched a few episodes of me and penny were laying on the couch just watching it together just me and her and she just like looks up and she's like she's like daddy i love winnie the pooh and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> Become a big old sobbing. Like I'm trying not to cry at the episode, like a wiener, and like, which by the way, guys, it's okay to cry if something makes you feel emotional. Get it out. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, anyone tries to tell you not, uh, tell them to f off, and you know, whatever. Go take their small wiener and get in their big truck and 
driving. Well, 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 that's me. But no, uh, you'd have a. We could do. You have a normal size truck. Yeah, I'm a mid size truck. Yeah, you have a normal size truck. Vic's the exception for for big wieners and big trucks. There you go. I say I don't have a mid size wiener, but I have a mid size truck. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Hold on, wait a minute. Why are we still talking? Are we still? Are we talking about wieners and Winnie the Pooh? Like this is just. I work. don't know. I, what I was gonna say is we could do a top five moments that uh, on you know TV that made us cry. Oh, dude, I, I I fully anticipate doing a top five saddest TV moments easily. Oh God, I already know what my number one is, and I think it's probably everyone's universal number one. But we'll get to that at a different point. Uh, yeah. But we'll have to cl- we'll include animation and live action of that, so we can have a more broad spectrum. But uh. Yeah. Oh, there's so many good moments for that too. But anyway, yeah, that's a that's a good topic, man. That's a good topic. I definitely want to do that. Um, man, we're just, just coming up with all kind of good stuff right now. Just in, in I'm helpful. You finally. are. You are, man. Oh hell, I mean, you've been uh, some, a lot of these lists. I mean, we've been equal parts in. We're fifty fifty on this. We're fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. I kill fifty men. <laughs> now, for some reason, I knew this song, but you, and I don't know. I I can't tell you why. Because you, so, you didn't watch, you didn't watch the show. No. Do you think maybe you had some cousins that watched the show and you heard it vicariously? Maybe. Or did, I don't like. Well, you know, because this is a show that I mean, they aired the show on Disney Junior. Uh, so and you may like late, late, or not like like in the maybe mid nineties or something. No, Disney Junior, like like they aired this uh for when they okay, so they, Disney Junior made a four kids show. Uh, called Tigger and Pooh, or My Friend Tigger, or whatever it's called. Uh, but that was CG, just like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and all that. But during that era, I want to say 2012 to 2014 or whatever, they would air episodes of this every now and then. So you might have heard it mm-hmm. vicariously in the background, maybe when Atlas was a baby. Cause, no, because I never had Disney Junior when he was a baby. I don't know what it would be then, because uh, outside of that, or unless maybe because they, they showed it every now and then on tune disney maybe maybe my niece has watched it maybe that because uh because it, it's one of those shows that's constantly disney has found a way to get it on because they always try to keep winnie the pooh in rotation because it is it is a seller so mm-hmm. um and they haven't made anything really new for it for older kids so this is kind of what they got uh, a staple they got for it i don't i didn't write down how many episodes they did but um I want to say it was in the 90s, maybe in the 100s, but they did a lot of episodes of this. Most of them are like shorts. I think it's like you'll have like two 11-minute episodes in an episode. Um, but like I said, this show is heartwarming. Uh, the song is just – it may, it's a feel-good song. It gives me the warm and tinglys, and uh, that's why I put it in my uh, list at least. So mm-hmm. um, my number nine is the new, now not-so-new, Adventures – of Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Poot. Winnie the Poot. Oh. So we're getting... All right. We're about halfway through our uh, initial list, um, right? So... Yeah. You've already done your n- number nine, yes. So... Yeah, it's my number eight. So it's your number eight. Okay, so do you want to do a hint on this one, or do you think I will be able to get it? Uh, I'm going to give you a hint, and you're going to get it. Um, it this uh, gives me the warm and fuzzy feelings as well. Okay. Um, not helping. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It don't. It. Uh, I'm trying to think of a hit. It's about. It's a show in the you know early '90s. Early '90s. Okay. About mutants. Are Are they teenage? No. Nah. 
They're not teenage, well, but they're about well, mutants. One of, the, one of the mutants is a Canadian with metal claws. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I got it. So, um, this is your number eight. This is my number eight. Uh, what am I doing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I got distracted. So, this is your number eight. I'm almost 100% positive. This is it. week uh, on x-men <laughs> the original x-men song does not have my dog meats in it so just in case i throwing anybody off there is a version of this that has a ton of fx in it this one has the no sound effects apparently so yeah um this was x-men the animated series 1992 mm-hmm. um i want to say it's a good show but i think my nostalgia is playing tricks on me uh it does animation wise it does. it's pretty bad Okay. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while. So. I still, I mean, I still love it. My nostalgia goggles, make, my nostalgia goggles make me enjoy it. But it's on my list on Disney Plus. I'm just, you know, it's same here. I'm not, I'm not in a rush. It'll be there. But um, Rob uh, Wasserman is the composer. Correct. And uh, he's also the composer for Power Rangers, Power Rangers which is also a banger. Um, the reason this is on my list is because do you know what we just realized? Me, Hold on real quick. No, we talked what? about this, right? Uh, we didn't put Power Rangers on our live action because we're going to do the whole Power Rangers list. Never mind. Continue. Yeah, there's a reason. There's, re- <laughs> there's reasons. There's reasons. Um. Uh, but, yeah, um, this song is Metal AF. AF. And uh, there's a ton of, like, people covering it on uh, YouTube. And oh, there's, uh, actually, there's actually a video of uh, Rob himself critiquing these videos. That's pretty neat videos so pretty neat up. pretty neat um it's just i need to learn how to play on guitar because uh, there's no reason not to yeah it's difficult a lot of finger tapping just like the the mighty morphin uh soundtrack but if you can get down it's it, it is like it's a lot of repetition and it's all in scales but yeah yeah uh, yeah it's um it's it's badass it is badass I loved this show as a kid, man. This this is I did too. this is what got me into mainstream comic books was this television show, man. Because uh, I think I'm pretty sure this predates Spider Man. It does not predate Batman. And while I liked Batman the animated series, it did not get me into comics the way this did. Because this yeah, this was this was ninety two. I think uh, Spider Man was ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, then Batman Something animated like series that, yeah. was ninety one. Was ninety right? I think it was ninety one. Oh, okay, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's, we could be wrong. It is before X Men. I do know that. 
and and, okay. and it aired a while. And then you know they had they had movies for that and everything too. But uh, I think because maybe because the Batman anime series wasn't like the comics, whereas X Men uh, was basically pulled from, the stories were pulled from the comics. So like mm-hmm. that's kind of what got me into comics. And then you know later down the road I realized how convoluted X Men storylines are, and they have their continuity is just all over the damn place. Uh, well, that well, that's that's why the movies are so good because they're easy to follow and the continuity does make sense, right? And that, they don't have to retcon anything. Mm-mm. They retcon their and, own movie, <laughs> and all of their movies have came out on scheduled times, all of them. Oh yeah, we talked about this earlier. For those who don't know, we're gonna give people an update real quick on New Mutants. So I know I know a few people that listen to this are curious, and I know there've been a lot of complaints during these quarantine. Like, why doesn't Disney Plus just put New Mutants? on disney plus uh because you know it's been delayed for what three years now releasing theaters well i I listened to a podcast today called the weekly planet who uh gave shed some light on it uh the reason that disney cannot do it is not because they don't want you to see this movie or they uh they want to feel like they're holding power actually what happened was when fox because fox made the film and when Fox signed or sold to Disney, one of the stipulations was any film that they had previously made or that was in the can had to be released on in theater. So that's why it's still not released yet. On top of that, HBO actually owns the streaming rights to that film as well. So if it were to go straight to stream, it'd be to HBO. And considering they're about to launch a massive streaming app, Disney doesn't want to help the competition so they're just going to hold out and we're going to get this what will end up being probably a cult classic in like mm-hmm. another year which will be f- almost 4 years after the like uh the the female actress who plays Arya Stark who plays uh Wolfsbane in this movie looks like she's 15 when they filmed this and like it's and now she's a you know grown woman and so it's just, it's so weird uh, but it's awkward uh so that was a little side note uh, for that. But anyway, back to X-Men. Uh, back to X-Men animated series. Uh, I collected a lot of toys from that series as well. And I still have a few, but not as, nowhere near as much as I had when I was a kid. Right on. What else, and, you, got, um, what else you got on this? Uh, I think that's about it. Um, God, do you even podcast? No. Bro. I don't. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Uh, there's a reason I'm being quiet right now about this. So <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. Uh, uh, but I assumed. Uh, is there uh, anything else that you particularly would like to add to your number eight X-Men, the animated series? Oh, uh, yes. I would like to add one thing. Beast is the best character. I don't care what anybody says. All right. Yeah, I think that this show like created the love for Wolverine. So I think everyone's got like uh, that. I remember as being as a kid, I loved Wolverine. As I got older, I cared less about Wolverine. But Beast uh, is such a, a well done character in that show. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably his best. That's the, that's, that's the toys I still have left. Uh, I have the, a little yeah. beast. I have a little beast collection. Yeah, I know you've expanded on that since then too. Mm. Right on. So uh, Blake, your number eight. One more time was. My number eight X-Men animated series. There you go. So now we're getting to my number eight, and this is uh, going to be my first entry into modern cartoon theme songs. Because 
I know it's it's easy to like people are like, well, this that show just came out. I was like, well, if the song is good and the show is good, it doesn't matter if it's been out. Take your nostalgia goggles off. Like you, you like me, you watch new cartoons too, and uh, real recognize real. This theme song is so so good, and honestly, I debated on putting it much higher than I did, um, but I couldn't take my nostalgia goggles off completely. So <laughs> some stuff uh, jumped it. But if I'm being honest, this probably could have been much much higher just because of the quality of song. So uh, here is my number eight. Uh, my number eight is the theme song to star versus the forces of evil. Um, so I'll give you a little background to the song before we go into it. That damn song slaps so hard. It is, it is so a good. good song. It has, that show has two great end themes. And I debated on putting one of those on here instead of this one, just to represent the show. But I didn't know how we felt about end themes because there were some shows that had different songs and we went with intros. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and if I'm being real, this the intro is better. But the intro is so good. Anyway, so this show uh, ran on Disney, like uh, once XD, it jumped all over the place. It's now on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. But it ran from uh, 2015 to 2019. It is now over, um, and it is uh a show it ran in completion but uh like actually had a storyline and everything but this song is composed and performed by uh bad uh brad breek i'm not sure how to pronounce his name correctly but i'm gonna say breek the song is called i'm from another dimension that's pretty self-explanatory and brad breek's done a ton of stuff he's done uh voltron we bear bears uh, he does a lot of modern cartoon theme songs and uh composing he's just a uh, especially if it comes to like Cynthia or digital stuff that's you've probably heard his a lot of his work especially with Disney stuff um, but he like uh, obviously those are between this song we bear bears and Voltron that's three different uh, uh, companies that's what Netflix uh, Cartoon Network and Disney all right there so that mm-hmm. dude that dude is clearly a hot commodity and people want him yeah. uh, uh, so I know the we bear bears song hmm. you don't know the we bear bears song Mm-mm. I'm gonna say Atlas listens to it all the time yeah, but that's not the one show I watch with him. That's true. I tried, I think, I tried, I've, I've watched like one episode. I've only seen a handful of episodes. But it goes, uh, it, it, the reason I think I kind of know it is because uh, Steph's watched a good bit with the kids. But uh, there was this game I played called uh, Monster Boy, and one of the songs sounds sort of like it, and she kept reminding me. I just remember it goes, We Bear Bears, whatever that Oh, whatever. I know it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know it. So. All you had to say was the damn title of the song. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the title of the show. <laughs> he said, oh, 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 I got it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, anyway, so back to the show. So this is a show that when Milo was younger, uh, you know, he'd have been like three, four years old. This was on. We tried to get him into it, but he was a little too young to be into a female lead. He was, you know, being a little boy. But yeah. Now, you know, I sound like he's so much older, but he's seven now, but he's actually way into, uh, you know, everything now. 
and he realized how funny and clever the show is. That's for that's a conversation for a whole other day on how well the show is written. But so my history with this song and the show is, uh, you know, me and Steph had gotten through a couple other animated television shows, and we were kind of in the in the field to watch another one, and this one was referred to us, and so we're like, all right, so let's get into it. And I absolutely fell in love with this show, and the big reason was as soon as this theme song came on, I was like, oh hell yeah, this song is awesome, and. Uh, it's one of the few shows where I genuinely never skip the theme song. It's short, so you don't, I don't feel like it doesn't feel like it elongates the show, and it's just so good and catchy. And uh, like, I can't help but go good time. Like every time, I want to hear that damn part every time. And the cool thing too is, as the seasons go on, the opening animation changes. So that that also gives you another reason to keep paying attention because the animation changes. And as an animation nerd. I, I, I find that stuff cool because usually a lot of companies spend a lot of money on their opening themes because they're short and you can. So you don't have to pay a studio to make a minute worth of animation. So, yeah. Uh, and like I said, so, and me and Steph, like we literally ran right through this show and uh, Milo and Penny watched it occasionally every time we were watching it. And so now Milo, I think is almost done with it. So, or at least halfway through it. Um, I can't remember. I, I know this is bad. I don't remember how many seasons there are. I want to say there are five, maybe. Um, but um, there are four or five. Four or five, yeah. So yeah. But I love the show. You watched a good bit of it, right? Yeah, I I, I want to say I've watched all but the last season. Right. With, uh, with Atlas. It's it's so good, man. The characters are so well developed. It it's it, it's got enough goofiness to keep kids involved, and it's got enough of a real story to keep adults and honestly teenagers. I, I feel like this is more like the target audience is, you know, 12 to 17 or 18 is what it's designed for, but it's good. Yeah. Enough, it's good enough that everyone can enjoy it. Uh, if you keep an open mind, obviously, but you know, cause there's still some teenage girl stuff in it, whatever, but you know, that doesn't bother me. If the story is good, I'm going to watch it. So, um, but yeah, this theme song, man, it's just, like I said, it's a damn banger. It, the, from the, the twinkles into it that make it sound very magical. It fits the very feel of the show. Um, the animation that goes with it amplifies how good the song is. It's quick to the point. has ups and downs. has catchy little things that make you want to sing along. And it, it, that the ending where it just goes to halftime, do, da, do, do like that. Uh, it just gets you like amped and like you almost want more. At least you want more at the end, which is you know perfect. Like if you write a good song, like any kind of normal band that writes a really good song, when you get to the end of the song wanting more of that song or more of this band, then you know you've written a good song. And that yeah. to say that about a cartoon theme song is is a big deal. So I I I, I love this theme song. Um, do you have anything that you would like to add to uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil? Uh, nothing that you haven't said. Uh, my son is really into it. Um. I can't remember when we started. I want to say he started. You watched it well before we started it. Yeah, I can't remember if he started when the show came out or what. But I he he wanted to put it on, and so I'm like, all right, I'm still gonna watch it. But it's, it's pretty clever. I like the animation. I know people give this new animation crap because it's all what Cal Arts. Yeah. Right. Well, that one's I a little different. That one's a little different because it's not like a lot of the Cartoon Network art. So I think it's a little original. It. Uh, I mean, we'll talk more about the show if we ever do like an because I'm gonna I'll go ahead spoiler if we ever do a top ten animated series. This one's probably gonna make my list in one 
some shape or form. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, the, the lady who created the show, you know, loved Sailor Moon and loved a lot of that stuff so, and loved Ren and Stimpy. She's like, basically, it's a com- That's a good way to survive it, or describe it. Do you like Ren and Stimpy humor, but you also like Sailor Moon? Put those two together. So, <laughs> and you get Star vs. the Forces of Evil with, with less raunch. So, yeah, less way less wrong. So yeah, and less risque, uh, awkward teenage romance like in Sailor Moon. Tone both of those down and put them together. So yeah. uh, especially the animation, a lot of the faces that they make for Star are very much like Rin faces. It's crazy uh, how much the more from the animation standpoint, like it's very uh, um, uh, Bob Camp inspired, man. So, um, but once again, my number eight was is star versus the forces of evil so all right blake we're on to your number seven you want to all right my my number seven i can't give you a hint you're not going to guess okay (laughs) Uh, okay i'll give you a hint there's two dogs is it two stupid dogs yes Yeah, no other hint other than that would have would have given it to me because I would not have gotten it. All right, mm-hmm. so I think I got it already. So hopefully this looks like it's a good, nice, uh, lo-fi quality one, which is That's your, what I want. Yeah, those are your favorites. So we're going to do this. And here is Blake's number seven. intro to probably an episode there at the end yeah. uh uh the that's a good pick man two stupid dogs okay which is you know weird that i have what to talk about with this show that has no information really because the show was barely a thing uh, barely because this i think this show came out with like right when cartoon network was trying uh starting to do their own original stuff this was a Hanna Barbera cartoon just like yeah Cal- it like, came out on this it came out on tbs yeah like just like cow and chicken yeah, so which is weird. Same, same era. But I, let's see, it came out in uh, 1993, and it ran for two seasons, which I'm assume, assuming did not have a lot of episodes, because I watched a lot of reruns. So did I, did, real quick, this show this show was also the one that had, uh, every now and then, the remake shorts of Secret Squirrel, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, so it came out in 93, so I don't think I was watching it then, because I want to say I was a little older. Same here. I, I watched I watched the Cartoon Network run. Cartoon Network, and for some reason, my dad just gravitated towards this cartoon, because he gave me hell about a lot of the shows I watched. Oh, it's the same one every week, but we were watching this every morning, and it was the same episodes every morning before school. Me oh, yeah. And my dad. I did notice that, too. I, I think I've seen... Like, I watched it a good bit, but I think I've maybe only seen, like, six or seven episodes of the show. And Cow and Chicken's the same way. Yeah. Well, the one that sticks out in my mind is the <laughs> one where they uh, want to go into, like, a grocery store, but they can't figure out the, you know, the door. It's electric. Like, it's, uh, the it, uh, automatic door, right? The automatic door. Yeah, so yeah. Like, Well, you know, the humans are wearing boots, so they get in a boot and try that. It's still not working. 
I, I, for some reason that one sticks out. But um, the composers are Chris Desmond and Tom. Whew, I'm gonna mess this one up. Sofert. Sofert. Uh, I don't know. You could have been like the composers of this one was uh, apparently three kids with kazoos. <laughs> exactly. The composers were yeah, just random kids. The kids that sang um, at the end of the song. Those are the guys, that, kids that composed it. This this uh, song and show reminds me of uh, strawberry muffins. Strawberry muffins, and why is that? I just because like at this time in my life, whenever this was, I can't remember. Uh, my dad would take me to school, but my mom would bring over like strawberry muffins that she made from the night before. So. And my mom and dad split when I was little, so I don't remember them being together, but I do remember this. She would bring muffins over every morning before he would take me to school. So that one sticks out. And another memory I have from this show is there was a specific baby doll yeah. that came out at this time, and it had a theme song. And my dad would make me sing it every morning before he dropped me off at school. Uh, is, it's Bath Time Fun Kelly. Oh, I don't, I don't know that one. I don't know that one. It's... Bad time fun, Kelly. I can't remember the words. Hey, hey, you broke up. Sing it again. Nope. <laughs> Damn. You got it the first time. <laughs> I'm gonna save it for next week's episode. I'll get you again. I almost, I almost fell for it. Uh, my uh. Like I'm like you. Like I remember this. The reason I remember this is uh, when we first moved uh, to Easley. I was in middle school. So I'd have been like 13 or 14. So this would have been 98, 97. So like this is obviously sending uh, back when they added the Cartoon Network show and reruns during mm. daytime TV, like Monday through Friday in the summertime. Like my dad would be at work. I'd be at the apartment by myself watching Cartoon Network. And this was one of the shows they aired during the day like this reruns of Flintstones kids. And just, you know, because that was when that was before Cartoon Cartoon Fridays had really started. And so they were, they were still didn't have a whole lot of original animation. Like, so like it was just old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, Scooby-Doo, stuff like this. And so I, I don't, and the thing is, I don't remember a whole lot about the episodes. I remember Secret Squirrel being there and I remember these, I, I think it was, that was part of my problems. I didn't like the Secret Squirrel stuff. So when like this, if it was, I'd watch the Two Stupid Dogs short and then if it was a Secret Squirrel, I'd be like, okay. And I'd walk away. But I remember, yeah. I remember the song because the, just the unique, the quickness of it, the goofiness of it, the kazoos, obviously you'll never forget his kazoos. And I always remember it was little kids that sang at the end of it. And it was just, that was the only lyrics was two stupid dogs, two stupid that's dogs. That's it. And that's all you needed. And I don't know why my dad just like fell in love with it. I don't know why. Because I think it's the closest thing to, uh, Looney Tunes and stuff like that from my, like my dad liked it too. So, because it's, it was just basically a little slapstick short. So only one dog talked, right? The little dog. And the other one had like he said like one or two words every now and then. Yeah, yeah. The little dog ran the show, and you know, uh, it's it, it was it was just silly, man. And uh, I think that was that was what was clever about the theme song is that the show was essentially nonsense and simple and not a whole lot going on, and the song's the same way. Like so, it just kind of like it literally represents the show perfectly. Like just this goofy, quick, like catchy little kazoo part. With two kids mm-hmm. telling you exactly what the show's about. Two stupid dogs. <laughs> two stupid dogs. I don't know even that you could get away with naming a show that now for kids, but which is sad. But you know, Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I'm like, that, that name might have been a little 90s. Yeah, you could call it stupid dogs. They'd be like, two not smart dogs. Two yeah. not smart dogs. <laughs> two educationally <laughs> I, challenged dogs. 
I guarantee you, though, if I text my dad and say, hey, do you remember Two Stupid Dogs? He'd say, yeah, remember that Math Time Fun Kelly? <laughs> He'd be like, I hate you. <laughs> like, I'm not going to sing that song, Dad. He goes, sing it, boy. You better sing it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, once again, that was your number seven, correct? My number seven is Two Stupid Dogs. Two Stupid Dogs. All right. Two so- Stupid Dogs. Uh, so we're going to get to my number seven now, and we're going to enter our first crossover. So here okay. we go. Here is my number seven. And I'm going to make them sit through it because this song's epic. If you guys don't like it, fast forward another 40 seconds. But I will listen to the shreds. My number seven is Blake's number eight. It is X-Men, the animated series. Um, so I'll expand a little bit on what uh, Blake was talking about earlier. Uh, like I said, it, this show ran from 92 to 95. Uh, Ron Wasserman and Shuki Levy uh, uh, composed a song together. Now I will say this. Shuki Levy throws his name on everything because he's Saban's right-hand man. And odds are he had nothing to do with actually writing the song. He's known for putting his name on everything uh that he's ever done uh or that he's touched like he did vr troopers power rangers and all that stuff if you, shuki levy's on that as well but ron washman's the one who really wrote all that stuff um shuki levy does lyrics and stuff so like with this he really had nothing to do with it i think he wrote the power rangers like li- lyrics which you know go go power rangers uh, that was so mm-hmm. hard that was so hard yeah. Uh, the, the reason that song is a banger is because of the guitar licks that Ron Wasserman wrote, which guitar, uh, Ron Wasserman is a, uh, a guitarist. So, uh, yeah, this this song just it just shreds, man. It, it's so good. And like and like you said earlier, you can find a thousand covers of the song, and there are so many metal bands who've covered it. There are uh, bands like Power Glove and stuff like that who do like video games and cartoon covers. Who all bands like that have all covered this, um, just because it's so iconic and great and like while the show may not hold up as well this theme song will always hold up it is one of the best Mm -hmm. orchestrated cartoon theme songs it just it just rips man and it fits the setting gets you hyped for the show and the opening intro is like the cartoon the animation is awesome like you see the very end you see like all the evil mutants and the good mutants running at each other it's 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 just it's badass that's where all the money went (laughs) oh yeah basically so my history with the show, uh, since uh, you know Blake went into a little bit, I'll go into mine a little bit. <clears throat> is I grew up on Saturday mornings watching the show uh, every week, and what was cool about this show was my dad was really into it, and uh, which is cool because you know that was back during the day when Fox would have or would air these animated specials that would be two or three parters, and they would air them on Friday nights or during the weekdays. Like so, they'd be special. Like, I remember when they did the uh, the Lady Deathstrike 
uh, special. And when they did the uh, Dark Phoenix, it was like a five-parter. I remember they aired it at nighttime. And I thought my dad was my dad would get equally as excited to watch it too. Um, and it, what it really reminds me of, because this like we still lived in Greenville uh, in this house that we rented out there, it uh, reminds me of during this era's uh, Fox made a made-for-TV live-action show called Generation X, which was a new comic line that Marvel was doing based on basically young young mutants, and uh, you know they kind of really pushed it during commercials during episodes of this show. And uh, my dad recorded it for me on VHS. We stayed up and watched it, and I was so excited. And you can find that movie on YouTube. It's called Generation X. It is terrible. Uh, it is so <laughs> bad. And it was so bad that as a kid I realized it was so bad. And my dad went through the trouble of recording it for me, and I was so excited. And I never watched it ever again on that VHS. Because even as like an 11 or 12-year-old, however I was when it came out, I was like, oh, boy. But uh, – I have a ton of memories of this. Like my dad, uh, I think I was like 11 or so. He dated this woman, uh, in Shelby, North Carolina. And we, on the weekends we'd go up there if I wasn't with my mom, you know, and we would stay there with her on the weekends. And I slept out in the living room. So I woke up for everyone, but I got free range of the TV and she had like free pay-per-view and stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. that's how I watched strip tease as an 11 year old. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I, I remember watching this show religiously, uh, Every Saturday, that was my favorite thing because it was it, it came on like an eleven o'clock time spot, so it was later in the day, so most people could actually watch it because it was one of their most popular shows. But uh, yeah, I, this song will forever be a banger, and it was no, it was a debate to put it on higher than it did. But there are some that are more sentimental to me that made my top list. Uh, uh, so they kind of pushed this one back a little bit. That's why I'm glad we did a top ten because there are some that I just felt like I couldn't exclude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I think my my ten through six are ones that I I can't exclude, but they're not my top five. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so yeah, I don't I'm not gonna harp too much longer on this because we've already touched on it. But yeah, my number seven. Uh, I think we've said pretty much all we can say about X Men at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I, obviously it's very good because it's made both of our list. So um, my number seven once again is. X-Men animated series. So we're on to our last picks for the show, right? So essentially this is our number six. Okay. So we are going to tell people this is normally the part of the show where we do honorable mentions. So, um, but we originally were thinking about doing two this week and two next week, but Blake made a good point that if we give you honorable mentions this week, then it's going to be kind of give away that they're not going to be in our top five. So we didn't want to do Mm -hmm. that. So we decided next week's show will have extra honorable mentions three three to four or whatever we pick so they'll have a few more extra honorable mentions since it's a bigger list um because i did have like 33 cartoons listed and i had to cut myself off uh to narrow it down to this list so there will be no honorable mentions this week um which meaning this show episode next week's episode is going to be a bit longer (laughs) so um this is essentially this is our number ones for the week but it's our number six so we're going to get to the halfway point for next week when you guys get to tune in to hear our final five. So, uh, Blake, without further ado, do can I do this one on a hint? Oh, yeah. You're number I six. Pretty, I okay. can give you a good hint. Okay. Sugar, spice. Okay, I got it. That's a, God, that's a good one. I almost put this one on my list. Uh. Where we find one that's a good quality. There we go. 
and this make sure El Bato is still in the rumo and he is and this is Blake's number six, six. Sugar. Spice. and everything nice these were the ingredients chosen to create the perfect little girl but Professor Utonium accidentally added an extra ingredient to the concoction chemical X Thus, the Powerpuff Girls were born! Using their ultra-superpowers, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup have dedicated their lives to fighting crime and the forces of evil! This is your second Cartoon Cartoon Fridays entry in your top ten. Yeah, isn't that surprising since I wasn't a huge Cartoon Network kid? Oh, so I try to think. So three of your actual five have been Cartoon Network shows, haven't they? Uh, let's see. Dexter's Lab. Yep. (laughs) So continue. Go ahead and talk about your show. All right, Powerpuff Girls. Uh, same composers as Dexter's Lab. So, you know, you got Thomas Chase, Steve Rucker, and you got an ex join. I don't want to mess his last name up, but James uh, Venable or Venable or probably whatever. Venable, probably Venable. Venable. Um, now, this is weird that it's on my list because it's not one of my favorite shows. I like the show okay. I've watched every episode. I just, I love the song. And it's one of the reasons I wanted a drum set. Because, yes, every other instrument in the song is badass. But that drum beat yeah, it's sick. is sick. A lot of snare and work, I, man. A lot of snare work. I, and I did that beat on my desk at school. Anytime I can smack on something, I was doing the Powerpuff Girl yeah. uh, drum beat. Because they also did the same drum beat in Power Rangers Turbo movie. And it's one of my favorite parts of the movie, even though it's like two seconds long. But it's the same drum beat. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons. So, uh, I, ironically, I I loved this show. I loved mm-hmm. the TV show. The theme song, I only kind of appreciate. I think it's because yeah. I the long talking intro kind of got me out of it. Uh, well, I think that long talking intro is like in the, like the slow like like the volume gets louder and louder. Yeah, and I, I get, don't know. It's it's huge. It's huge to me. I don't know why. Oh, I get I can't why they did it. it. I get why they did it structurally. I think it's just like because. Uh, when you're, when you're watching it live, like, it, you know, that's a big part of the show. You're like, okay, I know the origin. I don't need the origin. Just get to the banger. Like, yeah. You know, but now, you know, I, I do like the song, though. I do like the song. I think it's really well worked. And it is, that, that snare work is is really good on the drum. It's sick. I love it so much. That's why it's on my list. Um, little history on Powerpuff Girls. It was uh, What a Cartoon from, uh, on 95 and 96. I don't think I watched those. Oh, I did. If I do, I don't remember. Um, I you, think I watched it when they were syndicated. The, you know, the original pitch for this show was much raunchier. Well, isn't the dude kind of weird that made him? Yeah, Craig. What's his name? Craig something or other. Yeah, but yeah, he's it. it the original run of this, sh- uh, the original pilot, McCracken. McCracken. Yeah, Craig McCracken. I think yeah. it is Craig McCracken. Yeah, I know. He, I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, but yeah, he uh, it was much darker than obviously like Cartoon Network's. Like, I do. We can't go this hard 
core on yeah. it and they dialed it back and then you got this show which you know the original run of the show is genius not that new one they brought back that one was real yeah, bad. yeah. i haven't seen that one so. hey, look i you know me i'm i'm pro rebooting some stuff and stuff making that stuff that makes sense like older stuff like ducktales thundercats stuff that is outdated at this point like bring it back a little bit and refresh it a little bit for a newer generation whereas powerpuff girls didn't feel like it was that far removed and they didn't change the animation or anything they just changed the voices and the writing and it just didn't work man it didn't work yeah i'm not sure if they kept the theme song or not i can't remember i don't think they did i think they changed the theme song for it too so well i i know i've seen uh i know i've seen every episode it says there's uh six seasons 78 episodes so that's a lot of reruns i've seen that and i saw the movie in theater so i can't say i hate the show but it's not my favorite <laughs> I did all of the above as well, and I had Powerpuff Girls video games. I had a Powerpuff Girls Monopoly. I was a big Powerpuff Girls fan. <laughs> uh, for somebody who was like 14, 13, 14 year old boy, I probably, you know, probably would have gotten ridiculed for it, but I didn't care. That's one of those shows I loved. I actually wa- uh, used to go to my buddy Andrew's house. Uh, me and my buddy Andrew and Steven, we all, they were a little older than me, and we'd all hang out and watch Cartoon Cartoon Fridays all the time. So this was one of those shows that we all loved. So. I wasn't alone. I mean, I watched, I watched it with my cousins, so. Yeah, I, th- I think even though the, the, uh, the female, you know, when you're a teenager, the thing you're thinking of is like, oh, uh, like it's little girls, so people are going to make fun of me, so I'm not going to say anything. Uh, but, you know, hindsight, like, you know, even though it is three female leads, man, it, they are strong female leads, and the show is mm-hmm. so well written and clever. I, I, it's, you know. I see, I don't remember getting, like, kids ridiculed, uh, like, you know, making fun of other kids for this one. But I, I think now, was- at this same age, there was a show that came out that was not for my age group, but I had all the toys and I hung them on my backpack. Can you take a wild guess on what that was? Nineteen ninety-seven. Pokemon? No. Digimon. This no. This is for little bitty kids. Little bitty kids in ninety-seven, and you had mm-hmm. the toys. No, you're yep. gonna, you're going to tell me. Teletubbies. Oh yeah, dude. They, they okay. So that that wasn't an uncommon thing. Like my school too was. I, it was just hip to like them for some reason. Like kids had the, like when I was in like ninth grade, like eighth eighth or ninth grade, like kids had the toy or like would bring toys and put keychains on it. I don't know what it was, maybe because it was, I, it was I so. Either, but I I went looked on eBay so I can get my toys back. It was so weird. I think that that people just uh, that our age gravitated. It was such a weird show. It was. I think that's why people our age gravitated to it. So. uh yeah, so yeah, your school wasn't you weren't alone. There were people at our school who did too. Love Teletubbies, so uh, I I got made fun of for my backpack. <laughs> oh yeah, so I I got made fun of for some other things I used to collect and stuff. But uh, like and at the time, anime was not cool, where it's super cool now. So like I remember I, I loved Toonami and Dragon Ball Z and all that stuff, and I got made fun of religiously for all that stuff. So kids are cruel and they suck. Uh, like what? You, uh, make sure if you have kids or you are a kid. And listening to this, uh, like I have nephews and stuff like this, uh, like what you like and don't listen to other people and just you know enjoy things, man. Don't let people not let you enjoy things you like because uh, it's a very short life and there are only so many things to be into. Be into what you want to be into. So exactly, uh, you know, I, you know, I know me and Blake can steal that in our kids. So oh shit, I hit the wrong thing. Shit. Okay, so. Once, so, once again, your number six. My number six is Powerpuff Girls. Good pick. Good pick. All right, so we're on to my last pick of this episode, which is my number six, uh, which, you know, I'm going back in time again. 
So here we go. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to be a common theme for most. I do have some modern songs on my list. I think I have two or three, but uh, most of them are going to be just classic bangers. So here we go. My number six is this gym. Bearing death of mystery, champion of right, swoops out of the shadows, dark wing of the night. Somewhere some villain schemes, but his numbers up. Three, two, one. Dark wing duck. When there's trouble, you call GW. Dark wing duck. Let's get dangerous. Darkwing Duck is my number six. So let's yeah. let's talk about some logistics and then we'll get into uh, uh, some nostalgia and personal reasons. So Darkwing Duck, uh, another Disney afternoon show that uh, uh, ran from 91 to 95 via syndication, then obviously repeats. It's one of the more popular uh, and cult classic um, Disney afternoon shows. I mean, they got video games, comic books later on, and even uh, it's been brought back in current DuckTales, his character has come back pretty often in the last couple seasons. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a spinoff. <clears throat> but anyway, it is uh, composed by a guy who we I've said before on my list, uh, Tom Sharp and Steve Nelson, who also did the Winnie the Pooh song that I mentioned earlier. And Okay, so here, uh, you know, I, I try to find the performers of these songs too, and uh, um, I had a lot of trouble trying to find the performer. The only one website listed a guy and it's his name is Jeff Paschetto or Paschetto. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, and I'm not sure if it's actually him, but a couple websites said it is him that performs it. And he more famously, he 100% performed. He sang DuckTales and the Chippendale Rescue Rangers theme song. So mm-hmm. uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he would also sing this because he sounds very familiar or similar. But the only problem, and this, I don't mean to make this sound bad, He's a white dude, uh, and his voice just doesn't. If you look at his face, it doesn't match the voice of this song. So I, I just don't like. I'm not sure if it's him because I couldn't find a hundred percent confirmation. But uh, anyway, so Darkwing Duck, <laughs> Darkwing Duck theme song. So uh, this is one of my favorite animated television shows of all time. Uh, it's like a loose spinoff of Ducktales. Um, you know, it's got Launchpad in it and so on and so forth. Uh, it just combined everything I loved. I loved DuckTales when I was a kid, so I still in that Disney vein. And then this is a time period where I'm really into superheroes, so which I still am. But you know, uh, and, it's, and it was wacky and it was original. It was goofy. It combined my favorite voice actor of all time, Jim Cummings, uh, as the main as the lead. So it just had everything. It, it was really funny. And this theme song is just, now this theme song is quintessential '90s. Um, but honestly, I don't think if they were if they were to bring it back that it would need much updating. Honestly, they could do they could give it the uh, um, 
DuckTales treatment in the sense that DuckTales knew they had a banger initially too and didn't want to change it and too much. And so they just made it a little more poppy and modern where they could make this one maybe just a little heavier and more little, you know, rocky uh, uh, if they wanted to update it, which I, you know, I've heard some metal versions of this song and they're pretty badass. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I grew up watching the show. Uh, I've watched a lot of the episodes of this on Disney Plus since I've gotten it. Um, I've got Darkwing Duck. Uh, all the pops I've got Darkery Duck sticker on my car and I sing this song all the time I love this theme song it's just one of those that gets stuck in your head man uh, clever little riffs it's got a cool beat uh, like I said it's very 90s and hip 90s like like cheap hip hop it's not real hip hop you know what I mean it's like vanilla ice hip hop but uh, yeah it's, it's family friendly it's family friendly hip hop yeah uh, but I love this theme song do you have any uh, history with this song? Actually, I do. Um, it, this brings me back to a time, another time with my dad, actually. Uh, we lived in this apartment, and I don't remember what. They had a special block on Disney where they showed this and Bonkers. Totally nuts. So I was I was a teenager, so this was late. <laughs> and I watched the show as a kid, but I just I remember this time specifically. But yeah, I would watch it at my dad's. Yeah. I was like 15 years. I was like 15 years old. I miss Toon Disney, man. When they brought Toon Disney out, because I was like 14 or 15 when Toon Disney really started. When they b- mm-hmm. brought back all those shows, is that first the first time I ever felt nostalgia? You know what I mean? Because like I remember the shows from five, six years before that, which you know is not real nostalgia. But I started. Yeah. Getting, that's the first time I kind of felt like what that was about. I was like, oh man, I love this show when I was like nine or ten. Now I'm like 15 or 16, thinking like it's the world has completely changed, but it it hasn't changed at all for me really yet. Uh, but that tune Disney was such a great line. I mean, they also had like, that's like, I don't know when Disney plus or what the reason they haven't, but Disney plus hasn't added Marsupilami or the Wuzzles. Those are two shows like one's older, one's newer, but they were both Disney cartoons and they haven't put them on there. Um, and I don't know why, maybe there's some other, maybe they licensed them from somebody else and they weren't their actual shows, but they were on to Disney. So I'm hoping that eventually they both, especially Marsupilami, I wanted to get added. I don't think the Wuzzles holds up very well. It's very 80s, but um, they're they're, they're uh, twice as fun because they're two and one. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, the Wuzzles. But Marsupilami was a lot of fun. But uh, I think it was like a French cartoon too. So like it was maybe that's why it's just a little weird and doesn't translate well. So they don't want to bring it back because you know basically I mean they blacklisted Bonkers for forever and that was their actual own property. Yeah. So. Uh, who knows? But anyway, I'm starting to get a little tired now, so I'm getting short brain. Uh, I don't know that I have a whole much, lot uh, else to say about Darkwing Duck and the fact that I've I've never stopped watching it. Um, I don't own it, unfortunately. There was a release of it, and for some reason, my dumbass didn't buy it. I could probably find it. I don't know if it's been reprinted or not, but they re- I know they released the entire series on DVD. At the same time, they released Bump in the Night and Gargoyles. And I bought Bump in the Night. Out of all of them, I bought Bump in the Night because it was one of those shows that I knew wasn't a cult classic and not many people knew about it. And then if I didn't buy it, I wouldn't get a second chance. Unlike Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles, which still have huge followings. So I was like, I'll have a second chance eventually to watch this somehow, which now I do. They're all on Disney+. Plus. I don't think Bump... I I watched some Darkwing Duck as soon as we got Disney+. Oh, yeah. It was the second most watched thing behind The Mandalorian the first week. Uh, oh really? Yeah, Darkwing Duck was. So, uh, what about Simpsons? 
No, it was higher than Simpsons. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that was the first week, and now since then, who knows? It's probably more yeah. Simpsons up there. I mean, they've created Simpsons collections and stuff on there now. And I know we watch Simpsons a lot on there because Steph loves Simpsons, and the kids love now, it now I, too. Now, I haven't, because, you know, Atlas watched, like, the first six seasons when Disney came out, or Disney Plus came out. Now, have they fixed the ratio, or is it still the same? You know what? I haven't paid it much attention. I um I need to check because I know they had talked about fixing it, and that was months ago. Um, yeah, and I was one of those people like it's not a big deal until you watch some episodes. Like, oh, it's noticeable. Yeah, Even it's for me, a, yeah, a casual fan. Um, uh, because there's just sight gags that you're gonna miss out on, and like subtle things, and like you know, even Steph noticed and stuff too. Uh, you know, obviously in the later seasons. Uh, the ratio is different, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's what we've been watching a lot of lately. It's like like seasons seventeen and eighteen around that era yeah. when, when they started getting more digital, um, which are still good seasons. Uh, it wasn't honestly. It's really not until the late twenties when it starts to get really bad. Uh, people want. I think the Lady Gaga episode is the one that was like, okay, when was that? Done. Do you remember? Uh, 25 maybe yeah so yeah mid to late 20s that's what i was say because i think all the teens are good they all like there's there's some stinkers in there but for the most part those seasons are solid and even like like i said you got to get into the 2000s before like the the late aughts you know like 07 08 yeah. kind of, for ugh, ugh, orange juice burps that was uh, season 23 i had to look that up there you go do you use uh uh steph uses the website frankiac.com have you used every oh yeah yeah. Oh yeah. That's a, such a cool site, man. Like it's so, and it's crazy to have that has all that. Whoever created that algorithm and all that stuff it has way too much time on their hands. So for those yeah, who don't it's, know, it's uh, one of the uh, it's one of the websites I have bookmarked on my phone. It's it's nuts, man. So for those who don't know, uh, when it comes, uh, this is a Simpsons website. Uh, Professor Frank is a character, so it's spelled F R I N K I A C dot com, and it is a website where you can literally type in. Like, say if you wanted to, I mean, I don't remember what Simpsons episode that is. Well, name two words that they say back uh-huh. to back in it. You can type it. It'll show you a clip from it. And you go, nope, that's the episode. And right below it, it'll tell you what season and what episode it is. It's you know what nuts. else you can do? You know what else you can do on that website? What's that? You can take, you can take the quote and make your own. So for me, that was really big in the shit posting a few years back. That's the website I used. There you go. Yep. It's, I, I, I'm just saying like that for as many, there's like what, almost 600 episodes or there are over 600 episodes now. Like, oh yeah. The, the last Halloween was 666. So. Th- there you go. That's what I'm saying. Like you gotta understand like how much work has to go into that. Like to constantly that I, I just, I can't wrap my hand or head around it. That means somebody had to literally take the entire script of every uh-huh. single episode and put that to all these algorithms and all these images, because they come with images, hundreds and thousands of images. I just, I don't, it has to be a team of people. It has to be. Whoever, oh, yeah. whoever, That's their job. Whoever did it, I applaud them, because that is literally the most time-inclusive, like, it has to be the number one fan-dedicated website I've ever seen in my life. That is nuts. Nuts. So. Nuts, dude. It's nuts, dude. But anyway, Frankie Egg. I mean, how do we get on that? Uh, anyway. Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yeah, because Disney, oh yeah, because okay, yeah. Uh, s- All right. six degrees of separation. Anyway, so we are on now. That so that were our uh, that were our uh, <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> you go to bed. That were our top ten through six of our 
uh, top 10 animated theme songs. So we are to the part of the show. We are still going to do this part of the show. Uh, this part of the show is uh, called... It's the Weekly Recommendations, baby. Yes, the Weekly Recommendations, baby. We're still going to do this part this week. So Yeah. Um, Blake? I got a good one. Okay, go ahead. You go first. Okay, I don't have... It's not a video game. It's not a TV show. It's not music. It's none of that. All right, so me and my wife bought a house last year. Yeah? It's a big pile of crap. So our basement floods, right, when it rains. Right. So I bought these things called quick dams, and they are <laughs> super, <laughs> they are super helpful. They're like you know, what what they do is it's in the name. They're just they're dams. So wherever the area is in our basement that floods, where the water comes in, mm-hmm. it just holds it just holds the water right there while we're at work all day, so we can just pump it out when we get home. With that product recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's I had good. to. I had, had to. to. Okay, so my <laughs> my recommendation is not a product recommendation, and my but my recommendation is an older TV show, <clears throat> only because we started rewatching it, and Netflix just added it. Uh, my weekly recommendation is a show that most listeners on here probably have already listened to, but if you haven't, please do it. It's Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, that show they just added that to Netflix. Yeah, Friday, the entire series. So is Netflix? Is it true that Netflix is going to start getting Nickelodeon? No, no, that's a done deal. They're going to start doing a. Ori- okay. They're going to start doing original stuff. I'm not sure if they're going to. Sl- they're probably slowly but surely start getting the actual sh- old shows. But I know they're doing okay. original stuff. Uh, you know, they've Sweet. already already did those TV shows like what Hey Arnold and uh, Rocco and Invaders M. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they find you know because that's where I first watched it was all on there. Um, and then they took it off for years, but now it's back the entire series. And we got the kids watching it, and they love it. Look, I, have you ever watched it? Uh, I watched a little bit. It just, uh, I just wasn't my thing because I thought it was anime. Uh, which is not, it's not anime. Nope, it's not anime. And, Sean. <clears throat> Sean. Yeah. Any, uh, anyone, if you think it's anime, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> It is very much inspired by Japanese animation, and I get that anime is Japanese word for animation. But anime, when we use it in the in the Western, uh, you know, nomenclature, it refers to mm. Japanese animation. This is not Japanese and, animation. It's an American. And that's show. why Pokemon and Digimon are anime. There you go, and Yu Gi Oh, uh, and Yu Gi Oh, and Card Captor, and Card Captor Sakura, and Yokai Watch, and Yokai Watch, and Yokai Watch. There you go. Uh, just to name a few. But uh, uh, and then uh, anyway, I, was, I think I just I think I just named my top five. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, but what was I talking about? Oh yeah, Avatar: Last Airbender. So uh, I mean, if I'm being honest, it like objectively is honestly probably the greatest written cartoon television show I've done of all time. Like from a story telling. Oh God Almighty, bro. <laughs> From a storytelling standpoint, it is just brilliant. The the gradual build and tone of tone change with its audience, like it's you know starts whimsical, gets darker and darker and darker, and becomes very serious. It deals with real things like loss, and they deal it in in a way that feels very real that that kids can understand, but at the same time 
clearly targeted for an older audience to be into. The character development is brilliant. The uh, soundtrack, uh, the uh, the score is really good. The animation is flawless for the time, man. Um, uh, it's just, it's so good. And every character in the show is so well written. And uh, you have a reason to like every character. Like, uh, even, uh, it's just even the bad guys like to, to be interested in them. And so, um, I love it. And like I said, we're rewatching it now with the kids and they are way into it. And I'm so happy they are because I was going to rewatch it without them. So I should, probably, I should probably tell Alice about it. He, he'd probably like it, man. Honestly, I think because, you know, anytime you do it, like, like if you're into superpowers and stuff, which is basically what this is. And it's not so silly that like, it's not targeted toward little kids. It's, to, it's targeted basically starting with Atlas's age and up. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we've got the books too. So Milo wants to read those after he's done with the, with the show. So, um, but it is it is really really good. And Dark Horse did a comic book series after the show um, that continues the story at the end of it. And then obviously the sequel show is The Legend of Korra, which is a little more grown up. And I do enjoy it pretty well. Pretty well. It's not as good as uh, Last Airbender, but it is really good too. But uh, I would recommend it that as well. But watch Avatar first. Um, don't watch the really 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 terrible live action movie done by M Night Shyamalan. Um, <laughs> I haven't. Uh, literally one of the worst cartoon to TV or to movie adaptations of anything ever made. Uh, if, the only thing it's the only reason it's not the worst is because Dragon Ball Evolution exists. So I haven't seen that one. Either. Oh boy, I saw that. I saw both those movies at midnight when they came out. Uh, anyway, so my weekly recommendation is Avatar: The Last Airbender, which is finally on Netflix again in its entirety. So you can binge watch it. It's only three seasons. I think it's less than a hundred episodes. I want to say it's like. 60 something episodes maybe 70 something episodes it's not very many uh it's a normal cartoon run so uh but, but they are 22 minute long episodes so but man once you get if you once you get to midway through season two like it, it's it's good before then i'm just saying but season that's when it it gets serious and doesn't look back is basically the middle of season two like it gets to the point where everything going forward is very grave and you feel that way like about everything because you like man any character could go at any point and it's weird for a child's show to feel that way i'm talking way too long about a weekly recognition i just love that show so much um well you know that reminds me i forgot to tell you uh you can get quick dams at home depot sorry <laughs> not lows <laughs> uh how do you have you ever used uh uh quick dams quick dams yeah have you ever used them no you probably that was my should. First time. <laughs> you should probably recommend them. Uh, yeah, quick dams. Quick dams. So, anyway, man, this uh, this is why we split into two episodes. This is our longest episode already. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, so we want to thank everyone for tuning into this week's episode of Objectively Subjective. Once again, I'm Paul Jansen. You can find me on Instagram at my underscore dad underscore life. Uh, I have music projects with Blake at eatlobster.bandcap.com. We have a new one coming out with our buddy Matt called Sanatorium. It's doom metal. If you're into that sort of thing, look out for it. Um, And then you can find our podcast uh, at uh, objectively sub on Twitter at subjectively sub at objectively subjective podcast on Instagram and you can find us every week on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Give us a like, a uh, five-star rating, please. You can write whatever you want about us, about how you don't approve of quick dams. 
uh, whatever you want to write. I won't. I won't have that. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, once again, I'm also I'm joined by. I am Blake Allen. You can find me on Instagram at Blake Allen Art, and uh, you can find me and my wife on Facebook with our short story called Echo Garden. And what else can you find me on besides our music products? The Sharts. Oh yeah, the Sharts. The uh, Sharts Bandcamp. The Sharts S H A R T S synth punk uh has no real meaning it's just fast quick and fun there you go so yeah give that a listen so yeah also so once again we uh like i said this was our 10 through 6 this is our part one of this uh of this little series we're doing animated theme song so you had to tune in next week to get our actual top five and see uh what we think are our objectively subjective uh, five best animated theme songs and what ones uh, didn't make the list and you can yell at us and give us your list on our Facebook page. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to keep up the theme that we started last week uh, where we, um, instead of playing in our outro, we're going to be playing some recommended music, either stuff that we recommend or people who have recommended to us just to try to get uh, you know some underground artists out there or either just stuff that we are into out there into the world into the ether so uh this week uh we're gonna play you out to a local south carolina hardcore band uh the band is called rat poison uh and they this song is off a new ep uh and the song is called hypnotized in the 90s and i hope you guys enjoy this banger (laughs) 